Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist. My name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Stahl. That's correct. <laughs> All right, that's it. <laughs> that's actually the first time you got that right. Yeah, well, two hundred. you know, the phrase 260th time's a charm. Yep. Wow, 260, huh? Yeah. We're getting up there. Yeah, it's a, it's a good amount. Close to 300. <laughs> yep. Closer to 300 than it was closer to 200. That's true. Yeah, definitely. But have you ever, have you ever been to South by Southwest? Oh, is that what that means? I thought it was Swiss. I don't know how to, I was going to try to pronounce it as a word. No, I, I haven't. Never even been to Austin, so. Oh, most people compare Austin to San Diego, or I should say they, they see some comparables to it. I would agree, actually. They're, the atmosphere, it's a big, small town, just like San Diego. I have been in Austin during South by Southwest. It was crazy. Yeah, I remember that. You remember that? But I was there because I was meeting with the te- Texas Department of Insurance with like eight or nine people from there in, a, in this old, old office building. Like, you know, those old government buildings where like smells of like old books or something. Mm-hmm. And I was in the boardroom with like six or seven different people. And literally outside was, and this is downtown Austin, where it's like, band music going going off and drums and they're like oh yeah that's been going on all all day and all week or whatever and i'm just thinking like i i drove all the way to austin i'm just at south of my southwest is going on i'm just sitting in this boring texas department of insurance meeting but anyway that's my experience you didn't even really partake in any of that no. <laughs> i walked around for a little bit just just i needed to head home but yeah i just walked around there was some activities going on i don't even think i ate lunch there that was horrible <laughs> time well spent yeah well is it this friday well i guess i think it starts this friday yeah okay at least maybe the interactive part i don't ask me i always forget there's like and all these austinians what are they called austin austinites austines austines austinites is probably right okay they'll be upset that i don't know but i i if i recall correctly it's divided into two or three segments, one of them being South by Southwest Interactive, which is all the startup scene and things like that. Then you got the music and something else too. I don't know. Austonians, maybe. Austonians. I don't know. Yeah. It's a tough call. Well, anyways, the reason we're talking about that is, I didn't know about this. You, you told me about it, so I'm not going to pretend like I like I knew about this beforehand, but the the Austin mayor is encouraging people to to work from home or take a half day on this Friday, which I'm assuming will be the previous Friday from when people are actually listening to this. That's why I asked about the dates, but that's fine. By the way, Austinites, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> demonim, I guess is what the term is. It was a word to identify residents or natives of a particular place. This will be a fun episode to transcribe. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So the mayor is saying there's anticipate heavy traffic. Part of the reason is because South by Southwest. Another reason is because the president's going to be in town. And I assume an, another reason is too, probably there's just traffic there in general. It, it is a big city with a lot of people in it, but yeah, I'm not going to act like I know what the traffic's like is. San Diego traffic really isn't that bad, and there's a ton of people in San Diego too. So, I mean, rush hour, obviously San Diego, but Austin's the same. I mean, it just depends upon where you're going, where you're coming. Just like kind of, it's not like an LA or you know, yeah, a metropolitan where it's just like it's always traffic. But uh, it's it's not that great. 
so the mayor's encouraging people to take a half day or take a full day and work from home, which I guess is probably something that employers will want to have a say in because there's some ramifications to that. Just because you have an employer allow an employee to work from home, work remotely or telecommute, whatever way you want to put it, doesn't mean that the, the laws don't apply. So despite the fact that the mayor's saying, hey, everybody just work from home, I'm going to tell you guys what to do. Employers obviously are still going to have the last word and they're going to need to make sure that they have the appropriate safeguards or policies in place before they allow people to, for their employees to do this. And I think some businesses are actually going to take up the mayor's proposal because the last time, I think Obama wasn't there not, or I don't know if it was Obama or another president wasn't there not too long ago. And there's experiences where literally people were stuck in their buildings for six hours and couldn't go home. And I've been, I think I was in West LA, I remember when the president was in town for some fundraiser and the traffic just all of a sudden, it's already bad already, but it just kind of went into lockdown. So I mean, it, it is with South by Southwest going on, it being a Friday, it is going to be like a, a big deal. And and so, yeah, if, if businesses are actually going to enter into it, I doubt, especially the ones that maybe haven't done it before and they may just be doing it for the first day, first time this time, I suppose there could be some legal issues that they don't realize and something that could happen that they may not have anticipated. Yeah, so what are those things, or you know, what's some of the things, I guess, for them to keep in mind? And I, I mentioned this previously, but it's the idea is the general rules are going to stay the same, that they would be as if the employees were in the office as opposed to if they're at home. So we're talking meal and rest breaks. If it is possible for the employees to get overtime, that would still apply. Which is weird because like all of a sudden they're they're working from home and they don't even have to commute. So they, besides maybe going to a desk... And then you have to make sure, I don't know if there's, if, if it's an hourly employee, then they're time tracking, if that's still in, still there and taking a break and you're not really, I mean, some employers may be worried about the monitoring or supervising part of things. And, and that's, I, I suppose that's a concern, but I mean, we're not here to advise on that, but what about, <laughs> there's some weird law going on about, for example, OSHA, previously they said that basically you need to have, if there's, if someone's working from home, you need to have a, a safe working environment, which is goofy because how can an employer <laughs> ensure a safe working environment at someone's home? And they, they don't, they don't do inspections anymore for those that have OSHA inspections of home offices. I, if I, if, I think they released a, a ruling saying that, I think that's, that's changed, but still, you still have that requirement to have a safe working environment at home. Yeah, I mean, it is peculiar. Jumping back on the episode we had earlier in the week, it's, you know, where do the, where's the employer supposed to draw the line here? It's, you know, they don't, it's true. They're not going to go to the place where the employee lives and, and check everything out to make sure they have a safe work environment. And let's say the, you know, so let's look at a hypothetical here. So I run a business in, in Austin. I listen to the mayor, let my employees go home on, or work from home on the Friday. There's a lot of conference tournaments going on in, in college basketball. So let's say this employee is watching this, their team hits a last second shot and they jump up and down in celebration <laughs> and end up getting hurt, you know, and they, you know, they file a claim and a workers comp claim or, or something like that. And, you know, now they're like, well, my, my home wasn't safe. It wasn't a safe working environment and you required me to work from home. I guess that's a, that's another thing we should consider too is, whether these employers are requiring the employees to work from home or whether it's just merely an option. But you also implicate workers' compensation issues, right? Because 
generally, like if you're on your way to work or coming from work or commuting and you get into an accident or whatever, workers' compensation doesn't apply. But if you're telecommuting, there's actually some interesting interesting law. It it really comes down to whether you're if if you get injured within the scope of your employment. Mm-hmm. And and going back to the safe working conditions, there's a lot of law firms that will take these minor issues and kind of it's one of those things. If you ask them a question, what should we do about this? They're going to give you an answer, and they'll give you answers like, okay, make sure that there's smoke detectors, make sure that there's drinkable water there, is the office set up in an ergonomic design, and 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 things like that, and and it's like, okay, from a practical perspective, it gets a little silly at, at one point. And really, is someone going to file a claim on that on that line? The answer is possibly, because uh, an upset employee may do a lot of things. But where that's the likelihood of that, and where it's going to end up, I mean, that's a different story, of course, and and ends up being a risk assessment on your part. Well, yeah, I think it'd be if it was the flip side of my hypothetical and their team lost on a last second shot and they like punched through a wall or something and broke their hand (laughs) and said, oh, it's uh, not a safe working environment. My computer broke my hand or something. I don't know what they would say, but it is something that I would guess they have to consider. And you touched on it briefly about monitoring. I mean, that's really at the top of the list of concerns as for an employer is you have an employee and every day they have to go to work, sit in the same spot do more or less the same thing. And now one day they get to this one magical Friday, they get to work from home. They're going to kind of view that as basically almost a free day. I mean, maybe they're going to have to do work here or there, but you don't know what they're going to be doing at their home. I mean, they could be taking it seriously or they could be slacking off. I think no one is probably going to work a hundred percent of how they work if they were in the office or act the same. So you just got to hope that they come close to that, I I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's true for the most part. I mean, some it may depend on like what the position is too. If it's a upper level management, it may not matter because they may they're incentivized differently, possibly just depending upon how they're paying. You just have to be kind of careful with unintended issues, and there are some. I mean, this may not relate exactly to Austin because it's a one day thing, but when we're talking about a telecommuting workforce. Whether you allow some employees to telecommute or not others, that could be deemed discrimination. Also, telecommuting could be a possible reasonable accommodation. You know, when when someone has some kind of disability and or some kind of either whether it's temporary or permanent, and they're requesting to work from home, some courts is actually split whether some courts consider that a reasonable accommodation for them to work or home work from home or not, and even providing maybe certain equipment yeah. for them to you know at home and. And even the equipment itself. I mean, generally, you know, an employer should provide the use of any equipment, computers, cell phones, and so forth. And if they're working from home, which computer are they are they using their personal desktop? And that might be an issue. Yeah, I mean, it has to make sense, right? It can't be if your job's dependent on going into the office and using a computer, a desktop computer there, and the server is only, you know, you can only access it there. Obviously, what are you going to be able to do from home? You know, but like you just said, if you have a situation where you can go home or if you can work from home, access the server remotely, but are you going to use your own laptop or own computer? Maybe there's some sort of security issue with that, or maybe yeah. you're 
you know, maybe you don't want to pay for your own internet. So you're just kind of tapping into another one around you, especially if you live in a, in a high rise or something like that. That's or an what apartment I complex. Yeah, I know you do. That's why I brought it up. I haven't paid for internet since 1987 before the internet was invented. <laughs> You've also had your identity stolen, I think 32 <laughs> times. So this year. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So let's see company equipment. You covered trade secret stuff, work schedule, trying to think of anything else, workers compensation insurance. I mean, there there may be some insurance aspects, you know, whether the employee should be also be responsible for damages at the, to the company's equipment, for example. But those are small things again. The situation we're looking at here is if an employer is going to do this, it looks like it's a one day thing. And it already happened by the time this podcast. Came out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you're listening to this and nothing happened, then what do you have to worry about? I yeah, mean, you're it's, good. It's in the past. I guarantee there'll never be a situation where President Obama will be there at the same time as South by Southwest is happening in Austin. So you can bank on that. Lock it in. Did you say President Obama or the president? I said President Obama. Oh, okay. I mean, it could happen. President, a couple years from now, coming South by Southwest. Let's just save that, save this episode for that. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, let's not publish this one. We'll just wait for that to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we, we kind of led with this. I didn't even see what Obama was going to be there for. Is it for South by Southwest related something? Or? It's probably for a Texas Department of Insurance meeting. <laughs> with you? Yeah, with me. He's set to speak at 2.30 at Long Center. I do like the quote from Adler, the, the mayor. He's like, it's an honor to have the president come visit our city, but it is a pain at some levels as well, one we will willingly endure, which I think that's, that's very true. It does say he's going to be a keynote speaker in something with South by Southwest. So I would just let, let the employees off. Well, I guess they need to, if you need to work, but I was going to say there's a decent chance they might be participating in all the South by Southwest stuff. But I think, you know, I'm, I'm viewing this from, from my perspective as how Comic-Con is when it rolls through San Diego, it seems like the people that live in San, unless you are really into it, people kind of try to avoid everything at all. Yeah, ex- at all you're costs. exactly right. They just, yeah, they avoid it and. It's not like the city shuts down, but there is an atmosphere in the air where it's like everything's kind of slowing down a little bit. Yeah, so maybe that'll be the case here. But the difference is South by Southwest really takes over, not that the Comic-Con doesn't, but I don't think South by Southwest is so centralized. I, what do I know? I don't even know. I've been there once and I wasn't even there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the worst person to talk to about that. But anyway, all right. Well, thanks for joining us. Keep us on, keep us smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast, The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.